This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hello! This is a show where on each episode, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson as the Caped Crusader. But before we get to that, we got to tell folks to check out our feature film, Tiny Dancers, which is streaming right now on Amazon Prime. Because, you know, there's a lot going on in the world these days. And we could all use a laugh. Absolutely. Right? And that's exactly what our movie delivers. So if you need a break from all the serious shit going on in the world today, check out our film, Tiny Dancers, which you can watch right now on Amazon Prime. Go watch it. So, the the Batman. This is essentially a, a brand new take on the classic comic book character. We got Robert Pattinson, who's taking on the title role. And it's directed and co-written by Matt Reeves, who's known for Cloverfield and some of the Planet of the Apes sequels. Uh, of course, Matt Reeves, he's not the first filmmaker to take a crack at this character, and he certainly won't be the last. Most famously, we got guys like Tim Burton and Christopher Nolan. They've put their stamp on the character, and um, those movies really help define how he's portrayed on the big screen. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite Batman? Yeah, I like uh, my favorite is The Dark Knight. Sure, with with, uh, with Heath Ledger as yeah, a Joker. Oh, yeah. A he one. was so good in that. I mean, he just made it. Yeah. I mean, that was um, that was an Oscar-winning film. It, it, it still plays. Like, it still absolutely. plays today. Like, it, it, it got people to really take yeah. superhero movies seriously. And, yeah, I mean, Christopher Nolan did a great job on that film. You know, his, his whole Batman trilogy uh, really is pretty entertaining from start well, to yeah, finish. Well, it's yeah, one, it's one of the best. I mean, you know, but yeah. I'm I'm one of the rare few that, that also likes the George Clooney Batman. Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's not the most but beloved of the it's, group. It's not, but it, and, it, and it is the, the corniest, which is kind of what I love. I, you know, the Batman movies have gotten more serious and not as lighthearted. I mean, there's like no jokes. Well, yeah, really, since the Tim Burton movies, they've all they've always been criticized as being too dark because they appeal to kids. And so, yeah, parents, uh, parents definitely got freaked out by Batman Returns. I mean, that's where you got Danny DeVito biting the nose off of a guy. Yeah. Cow, oh, God, that was. I remember my yeah. mom, my mom shit her pants. She's like, no more PG-13 movies for a while. And uh, but yeah, for me, like my favorite, it's it's still Michael Keaton. For me, he's still the best. Uh, you know, I like Christian Bale a lot. But Michael Keaton, his portrayal as, you know, both sides, Batman and Bruce Wayne, it's just, he gives it these kind of unhinged, quirky touches that other Batmans, they play a little more, you know, straight laced, a little more narrow. It's, there's just unpredictable choices he makes as an actor that I love. Notice, I still love it. Notice we both didn't say the Ben Affleck Batman. 
well, I'll tell you after this, Batman. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm kind of, but no, you you bring up you bring up Ben Affleck, and I mean that's a good segue to a little backstory on this project. This was originally going to star Ben Affleck, and he was also going to direct. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, because you had Batman v Superman, and then Justice League, and then that was going to lead into his own standalone Batman movie. And they were pretty far into development on that. They had a script. And at some point, Ben Affleck, he stepped aside as director, but he stayed on as actor. Yeah. And that's when Matt Reeves came in. And then at some point, as we all know, Ben Affleck, he just kind of lost interest in the character completely. Well, I I think he was going off the deep end as far as his sobriety. I mean, honestly, and I think he's sort of taking that like... I think Justice League was a difficult experience for him. Yeah. I mean, I give him props for recognizing like, my heart's not in this. Yeah. I don't want to phone this in. So it's better off being in the hands of someone else who has really has the passion for it. And so after that, Matt Reeves, he essentially did a page one rewrite. He kind of tossed out the Affleck script and reworked the entire story from the ground up. I'm I'm curious as to why Matt Reeves thought that <laughs> Robert Pattinson was the one. Like, I just, I, I feel like that's well, such a weird... Robert Pattinson, he's not the same actor coming off of Twilight. No, I get it. He's I, had a whole decade I, of I, very I, offbeat, interesting choices. No, I, I understand, but yeah, choices, I think that's why. That's choices why choices that led him to play Batman. Like I just, I, I, a, did, I never saw him as a superhero. I gotta say, Michael Keaton got the same criticism when he was cast as Batman. It's like, really, Mister Mom? Are you kidding me? So it's yeah, it's, but Michael Keaton actually pulled it off. Robert Pattinson well, did not. Well, well, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. I mean, um, there, there's there's a I think difference. it's really I think it's really a question of like what does the director see in a specific actor? We know that Tim Burton and Michael Keaton they had a certain chemistry and a connection. So Tim Burton knew that Michael Keaton could pull it off, and you know for whatever reason, <laughs> uh, the final choice came down to Robert Pattinson and Nicholas Holt, and Robert Pattinson won out. They wanted to go younger, clearly, um, uh, after Ben Affleck. I, I, I get that, but dang. <laughs> like. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's the best they can do. Uh, Probably so got... a, a lot of the, the <laughs> actors. Why, why don't, like, would it, would it be weird if it was a black Batman? Uh, it wouldn't be weird for me. I think there are some bad fans who would shit their pants. Yeah. In their mom's basements. <laughs> No, I mean, that that should totally be on the table. It, it's always been white, guys. Well, yeah, I just, you know, it, it needs it needs something fresh outside of being younger. I agree. This character definitely needs some kind it, of re- it refresher. Needs, it needs some, a refresh. Some it, kind of refresher. It needs a reset button. And I'm kind of tired of the same old villains. Like, so tired of Joker. Like, I am so tired of the Riddler. Like, come on. Get me somebody else. I mean, obviously, those characters are fun. They're going with the most famous, the most well-known. And yeah, it's played out. It's It's so played played out. out. We should say uh, at the top, we're not Batman comic readers. We're not. Not at all. Um, uh, we we are not like you I've know, seen all the films. Fans. I've seen all the films, and I, I mean, I grew up with those Tim Burton films, and I mean, I was as a kid, I was obsessed with Batman in those films, and yeah, Christopher Nolan's movies, really into those. 
Like, I would love Catwoman to be the villain. And then Batman and Catwoman just go back and forth. Because every time Catwoman gets introduced, she is villainess, but she always has a heart of gold at the end of the day. What I would like to see is a standalone Catwoman movie. But if you're not going to make it R-rated and have it filled with sex and kink and all of that, there's no point. What kind of kink are you talking about? I mean, she dresses up in all leather. Like the whip. She's got a bull whip. Um, <laughs> just how would she and Batman fuck? There would be some kink involved, right? I mean, they're both dressed in leather and rubber. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't like, don't give me a PG-13. I, I mean, give me an R. And uh, this movie's rating, PG-13 rating, I think is a problem. I mean, I don't know why we can't get a standalone R-rated Batman movie. This movie feels like it wants to be was, R. Wasn't Christopher Nolan's? No, those are PG-13. Those are PG-13? I mean, they 13? definitely pushed the, yeah, they the edge. Push it. But we had an R-rated Logan, you know, Wolverine. Yeah. He went R-rated Joker. He went R-rated. Deadpool. Why you know. can't we do an R-rated Batman? Yeah, I'm ready for some R-rated. Maybe Just to like... mix it up, we've I mean, we've had Lego Batman. Yeah. We've had Joel Schumacher's Candy Color Batman. We've had Brooding Batman. This movie wants to be R-rated, but it, it pulls its punches. Uh, I mean, I know like kids love Batman, uh, you know, and then kids can't see it, whatever. Um, we're just we're trending in that direction. Just just make it R-rated from the beginning. Just embrace it. We're gonna go R-rated. This is what we're gonna do. I mean, the kids are gonna watch it anyways. I mean, the, kid, let's, the kids are gonna be fine. Be real. The kids are gonna yeah. be fine, whether they watch it or not. And, they're and, they're and, gonna be fine. And for what's going on right now in the world, having an R-rated Batman is like the least of people's problems and worries. Yeah, I mean, apparently Warner Brothers, they didn't even want Penguin smoking on a cigar because that would be promoting tobacco use and they had to make it safe for kids, even though this movie is drenched in murder and terror. I mean, murder, terror. (laughs) It's about a serial killer. So, I mean, give the Penguin his his cigar. Who cares? (laughs) Penguin should have been a little bit more disfigured, in my opinion. Like maybe a little bit more of of a cleft on the lip. I mean, uh, I, mean I don't know. Like, I, I, have, I have issues with uh, the Penguin character, but let's let's start at the beginning. I mean, uh, the broad outline of this story, it involves the Riddler, played by Paul Dano, who's killing Gotham City elites and leaving clues for Batman, kind of taunting him. He's threatening to blow the lid off of corruption in the well, city. It, it, it's, yeah, they're elites, but they're, like, corrupt, and they've... He's trying they've, to expose corruption. yeah. And that's that's kind of the main through line of the narrative. But we also get supporting characters like Selena Kyle, played by Zoe Kravitz, and Commissioner Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright, and Oswald Cobblepot, played by an unrecognizable Colin Farrell. He was so unrecognizable. I mean, good good makeup. It just it feels like he's like his performance, his character, it belongs in a Dick Tracy movie. Like this ultra serious Batman that Matt Reeves is trying to pull off. I feel like Colin Farrell's performance for me just stood out kind of awkwardly because he's like no one is as broad and over the top as Colin Farrell. Well, in this. And, and he's having fun. Well, and and let's be real, like he's not really villainous. Like he he plays kind of like a middleman. I'm not even sure, like like why what, what he point was, his yeah. character, both he and Selena Kyle, they barely serve the main story. I know, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there are there are like tenuous connections that are made, but yeah. like for the purpose of where this story's focus really is, they're extraneous. Well, and I I think Colin's character Copperpot. I mean, I really think they <laughs> Cobblepot. Cobblepot. They they underutilized him. I mean, he really didn't need to be in the movie. Not at all. 
His character was... Other than to just say, hey, the penguin's in this. Yeah. And here he is on the poster. Yeah. It was just, it was unnecessary. I wish this movie, it focused more narrowly on Batman hunting the Riddler. I feel like there is a cool movie in there somewhere, but it's got to be just kind of singularly focused on that. But instead, this movie, it kind of like fans out in multiple directions and it becomes this sprawling, well, it's, convoluted it's, it's crime It's very story. psychological. Like, he's very reclusive. I mean, Bruce Wayne actually goes to charity events. Like, he's in the public eye. Like, he's not this Bruce Wayne. Not this Bruce Wayne. Nope. I mean, if you see Bruce Wayne in, in public, it's like, who the hell is he? The glimpses we get of him as Bruce Wayne, it's this is just a man dedicated to being Batman. Like, there's well, no he, Bruce Wayne here. He's just, he's Batman, yeah. like 24 7, yeah. really. He's vengeance. It's a weird thing to complain about because I go to a Batman movie, I want to see Batman as Batman, but the duality is it, what makes it interesting. The duality is what makes Batman Batman, though. Like, it is. You need you know, to see that other side you of him. do. I mean, I think that's what makes Spider Man and Iron Man, I mean, like all of the Marvel characters, you kind of know a little bit about the personal life. I, I would have kind of liked to see Batman and Catwoman get it on. That's that's what I was saying. Yeah. But, if I you're mean, not going to show them fuck, what are we doing? But you don't need to show them. I mean, you can just... Um, imply. Have, have them yeah, fuck. Yeah. Have them, like, imply it. I yeah. thought that's what was going to happen. Or show it. Either I mean, way. Disney did it with Eternals. So, I mean, so let, let's let's stop. This movie is weirdly sexless. Yeah. For, for a movie that really is like posing as really edgy and intelligent and serious. It's just, it's sexless. It's bloodless. It, it pulls all there the punches. There is no blood. Yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. it's interesting. It's, yeah, that's a word. So this movie opens with the Riddler assassinating a mayoral candidate. And kind of right after we introduce Robert Pattinson's Batman, who's giving this sort of noirish voiceover in the in these opening scenes, and right off the bat we get a pretty cool fight scene. Yeah, between Batman and a gang wearing clown makeup, and it's in like the pouring rain, and Batman is just kind of beating the shit out of everyone, and the choreography is good. It's a pretty cool scene, and for me, like that was the highlight of the entire film. <laughs> it's, it is right at the beginning, and we're barely ten minutes into this. <laughs> Oh, and that's another complaint that I have. I mean, it's a three-hour-long movie. The, three lo the longest Batman movie ever. Hours. The longest Batman movie ever. I mean, Christopher Nolan, all of his movies are long. But he worked his way up to that third one, which was pushing like two hours, 45 minutes. Matt Reeves, his first time at bat. Longest Batman movie ever. And you know, It takes some balls. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I, I, just, I wish there was a plot to yeah. sustain it. And, and honestly, like I... Just my mindset going into this movie. I mean, I, I work in all day, and then you know, I, we were watching this at the end of a long day. We were watching this at the end of a long so, yeah, day. And this movie, and this so, movie took up our entire fucking night. It did seven to ten. Bam, gone to this movie. Thanks, Matt Reeves. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay, so yeah, uh, you know, the Riddler is killing people, and the Riddler is clearly modeled after. The Zodiac. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, it's it's a cool idea. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that on paper is really cool. I, I like the idea of a noirish, detective-focused yeah. Batman. On paper, that sounds really cool. But this movie is three hours of Batman looking at files and photographs. <laughs> 
fans have been complaining uh, about that for so long. Like, we want to see Batman as a detective because he's the world's greatest detective. And we've gotten little bits of that in previous films, but not to any great extent. Well, they did bring a little bit of that in here. I mean, Batman was called to a lot of scenes, a lot of crime scenes. That's what I'm saying. The whole movie is him being a detective. So, like, fans, that's what fans wanted. And Matt Reeves definitely delivered that. Here's Batman as a detective. Yeah. He's looking at he's looking through yeah, boxes. He's Robert looking at files. Pattinson. See, you weren't a fan of Robert Pattinson. No. Okay. Interesting. I didn't think I, he. I, I didn't just, think it was terrible. I, I, I thought terrible, he was. I thought he was okay. Like he's not Batman. I thought he was okay in costume. It's. I thought it was his Bruce Wayne was lacking. That's that's what I, his Bruce Wayne made no impression no. in the costume and when yeah. he's beating the shit out of clowns. I was okay with it. I thought he made a solid Batman in costume. Yeah. It's, it's, I agree with that. I agree with that statement. And maybe that's why I'm just like, ugh. Because, you know, Bruce, not, Bruce Wayne is suave. Like, he is... Well, that's how he's been depicted. Yeah, I mean, you can you can do your own interpretation of it. But yeah, he's he's hosting cocktail parties. He's, a, he, he's dating women. He's, he's, he's a billionaire. Yeah, he's a he plays billionaire. Up, he plays up the socialite aspect. I mean, even in the ultra serious Ben Affleck version, he's still going out to parties. He still has yeah. a social life. He has a sex life. This Batman doesn't. He's just really reclusive. He, he's, he's Batman like that. Yeah. He's vengeance and that he's like, vengeance. That is it. <laughs> and Ugh. he's he's trying to avenge his parents and trying to find out what happened to his parents. I mean, obviously, isn't he always? That's, <laughs> that's what happens it's, in every movie. Isn't he always? Oh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, we talked a little bit about Selena Kyle, but how did you feel about Zoe Kravitz? I liked her. I really liked her as Catwoman. I thought she did a very, very good job. She looked the part. I'd say she's undoubtedly giving, she's, giving the best performance. She's the best film. thing in this movie. Yeah, even though I felt, she by the un- end, unsatisfied. Well, she was underutilized. Yeah, like... Their whole dynamic, just, it doesn't pay off no. in any kind of rewarding way. They have like a little, you know, a little bit of a back and forth, a little bit of a playful banter that just doesn't, it just doesn't satisfy. It doesn't pay off the way you want it to. No, I mean. By I, them fucking. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just, what if, not really. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> but no, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz, she's well cast. definitely underutilized her. I, I, I thought she could have made the movie better. There's a couple areas where this movie does surpass Christopher Nolan's, and that one is in the Catwoman. Zoe Kravitz, better Catwoman than Anne Hathaway. Agreed. For sure. And in the fight choreography. The fight choreography in the Christopher Nolan movies was not great. It was shot really close up, kind of shaky cam. The choreography wasn't great. Here, the fight choreography is, I thought, really strong. And for like the first 30 minutes, Batman's beating the shit out of a whole ton of folks. Yeah. So initially, I'm thinking like so far so good in those first thirty minutes, but uh, yeah, we still got another two and a half hours. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. And it's just it's filled just with Batman pursuing the Riddler and just investigating the clues. And uh, I mean, there's a Batmobile chase at one point, which is all shot in close up for some yeah. reason. It's all just like shots of tires and faces. Well, let's get into spoilers and let's talk about that. Yeah, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into spoilers for the Batman. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back, and we're going to get into some spoilers for The Batman. And um, gosh, there is a there is a Batmobile chase, and but it doesn't really lead to anything. He's, no. he's pursuing the Penguin. He, he thinks Penguin is an informant. But it turns out he's not. Yeah, is that kind of the deal? Yeah, he he. Yeah, he turns out that he's not the rat. But we get like a ten minute Batmobile chase where you can't see shit. The <laughs> whole like thing and like all the riddles and all of that. There he the riddles are pointing out to different corrupt people, and then you have one riddle that is like a, a rat on wings or like a bat on wings or something, and it was Falcone. We find out that Falcone is the informant. Carmine Falcone, played by John Turturro. Yeah. I, I mean, I love John Turturro, but... Uh, he He's good. I mean, I... Tom Wilkinson in Batman Begins played the same character, much more menacing. I I, I, I hate... You know, sorry. Um, I agree. I agree. I mean, whatever. But yeah, John Turturro, he's doing his best with what he's got. <laughs> I keep thinking of him playing in Transformers, right? Like, that's the character that I keep going back to. His greatest role <laughs> clearly i mean forget all all the coen brothers movies he's made no his role in transformers yeah, yeah. agent simmons yes what a great character <laughs> <laughs> classic <laughs> oh they so selena she finds out that well she knows that uh, falcone is her dad and there was a good fight scene yeah. Um, she wants to have. kill him. Yes. And then I, I forget what happens. She doesn't. He gets away. Yeah. She's fighting with her dad. She wants to kill him, but she he ends up getting away somehow. But he does die at the end. The Riddler shoots him. The Riddler shoots him. And one of the things he asked the Batman to do was bring the corrupt person into the light. And so that's what Batman does. They bring him into the light and bam. He gets shot. And the Riddler thought that the Batman and him were like partners. Well, well, yeah, we find out that the Riddler, he was an orphan. Yeah. And he stayed at an orphanage that was owned by Bruce Wayne's parents. And because of this, Riddler held a grudge against the Wayne family. Yeah. Well, And that's why he's targeting Batman. Well, the, the orphanage shut down or lost funding or uh, people took advantage of the nonprofit funds. And we're causing mayhem. And I mean, everybody wanted a piece of the pie. And the big secret that the Riddler is going to blow the roof on is that Thomas Wayne hired Carmine Falcone to kill a journalist who's going to report on Martha Wayne's mental illness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool reveal. Um, I mean, in previous films, we don't get much on Martha Wayne. We don't, no. So, uh, I mean, there's... Uh, cool. That would be interesting. What? Like, Batman's backstory? Well, yeah. Like upbringing as a kid. Does, didn't that show Gotham do that shit? Wasn't there a Gotham show? I don't it know what did, it was. It did, actually. And it was actually pretty good. Okay. I, I mean, I yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but... <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that's that's the big reveal of the movie. And you know, Riddler, he's arrested, but he's put bomb like car bombs around the city. Yeah, he puts bombs all around the seawall. And then so like he the bombs go off and then the whole city gets flooded. Big time flooded and kind of a cool moment. Yeah, his his and then his followers. Well, brother, he's amassed these this cult of followers because he live streams his murders. Yeah. Topical. But he only has like seven hundred followers. Like it's not (laughs) like thousands upon thousands. A lot of views though. Followers. You know, because our lives revolve around but who his, follows but us. But those followers, those followers are motivated, right? You just need a couple good ones Jeez. to storm the Capitol. Well, they didn't storm the Capitol <laughs> in this one. They stormed, you know, an auditorium and they... Like a few good patriots. Yeah. And then they went up into the rafters and just had guns and they were just waiting for the right time and they started just shooting people. And this is the big action climax. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that all that happens. And then at the end, once his plan gets foiled, he is in a jail cell next to what's soon to be, I guess, the next Joker. He's in a jail cell next to some guy. We can't really see his face. It's yeah. obscured by prison bars. But he's just giggling like an annoying lunatic. And I think that person is played by Barry Keegan. Yeah. And it seems like they're setting him up as the next Joker. And um, I mean, yeah. okay. So we have we have that. We have forward. that. Oh, yeah, my goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so excited. What, let me ask you, what did you think of Paul Dano's performance? Because he's playing it real twisted. I like him as an actor. Sure. Um, but what about his? What about this? I, I'm not <laughs> a fan I hated this character. Um, I, this character was yeah. not scary. This character was annoying. When he wasn't annoying, yeah. he was laughable. Yeah. His performance. It was, he's annoying. Really annoying. Really, really annoying. You, like, you just want to slap him. Yeah. He's doing the same shit that the Joker was doing in The Dark Knight. Yeah. But, I mean, the Joker was really raising the stakes. The Joker was like bombing hospitals. <laughs> and uh, the Joker's shit was genuinely unnerving. And I mean, that's due to the writing and the performance. And it is, this is a a pale, terrible imitation of that, I I thought. And yeah, there's there's certain parallels. Like in The Dark Knight, the Joker kind of live streams a murder. Yeah. And it's really disturbing. It's disturbing. It's disturbing. Like the way he's laughing, it's scary. And Paul Dano, he's, he's trying to go for it and he's not hitting it. The script isn't helping him much. <laughs> it's, it's it's not working. Uh, but yeah, he. Uh, I, I. You did not like him. I did not. Did not like this character. Like, this character yeah. was not scary. No, this character is. Ugh. No, I no, I get it. A good I Batman understand. villain should be scary. Yeah. So, um, so he's still alive by the end of the film, right? Yes. So, could get more <laughs> sequel. And yeah, like and kind of like the final moments, Batman and Catwoman, they're on motorcycles and they kind of like drive off in separate directions. Not a bad moment. It's not a bad moment. Just yeah, just like a, a silent moment. The, the score is kind of swelling up. Um, I mean, decent way to kind of close it out. I just I wish I understood their bond. Like why why is she even helping? <laughs> I know. Like there's there's like there is a dumb reason, but it's just really poorly motivated as to why she even gets roped into this. And I didn't like the fact that 
for a certain stretch of the film, he he's kind of using her as bait, and she's allowing it. Yeah, that kind of you know uh, robs her character of some agency. It does, you know? yeah. But uh, uh, but Zoe Kravitz is still n- nailing it. Yeah, um, agreed. But, but yeah, 100%. yeah. The my take on this is that you whittle this down to a hundred minutes, make it R rated. Yeah, I'm on board. Uh, I can I can roll with it for 100 minutes. I can't roll with this. I can't what? sanction this buffoonery you for three hours. You can't sanction this buffoonery. <laughs> oh gosh, awesome. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> what what is the Rotten Tomatoes score on this? It's 85. percent Uh huh. It was 90. It keeps kind of like ticking, going down, ticking down at each time uh. I look at it. But yeah, currently it's 85. I mean, here's the truth, Bat fans. They are hardcore. They're really well, protective guess- of this character. And each Batman movie has to be a total fucking masterpiece or else they're going to kill someone. I know. And they're uh, they're really intense and a little scary. And I mean, our crowd, like you and I looked like we wanted to kill ourselves yeah. while watching this. But like, the crowd around us was cheering. They cheered. They, they there, People are clapping. There's like, a scene and, where we and- see Batman like kind of glide and it's really just him like yeah. kind of wingsuiting down yeah. and he crash lands and that got a big applause as i as i can't the crowd <laughs> i can't like i don't i don't understand they applauded at the end maybe they were happy it was over <laughs> uh, yeah. i couldn't wait to leave i mean we rushed the heck out of there yeah. that's for sure <laughs> so yeah it's um yeah and that's kind of the movie what did you think? Did you think it was a good date movie? <laughs> not on your life. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Not, not even, not even a little bit. I think every thirty minutes, I was looking at my my watch, and then I was giving you the death stare. I. It's like why, why, why? I apologize. You did I'm like, apologize. I'm sorry for taking you to yeah. this, and you're like, you owe me. So that's that's it's how true. our date was. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> no, I mean, if you and your date are bat fans, you're gonna see this regardless. Yeah. But no, like for like a casual, mm. like no, don't see Dog with Channing Tatum. Oh, that was such a great movie. I mean, but yeah, better than this. Um, shorter. Oh yeah. So what? What grade would you give it? Oh God, D. Mm. Yeah, I'm tempted to give it a D. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a C minus because like moments of it photographically looked really good. And I'm only giving it a D because of Zoe Kravitz. I mean, other than like, that, it's an F. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a hard F. It, it's it's not a it's not a movie I would watch again. For me, it's not a total disaster because the fight choreography is good. It's nice to see a well cast Catwoman. Some of the photography is really strong, even though the aesthetic never wavers or modifies. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the same kind of gray black palette, but at times it, it's striking. And you know, like, like I said, like that early scene where he's pounding the shit out of these clowns in the pouring rain like it's night it's rain it's gloomy the atmosphere is working in that scene so it just it's a frustrating film and i guess i guess that's all there is to say yep that's the batman directed by matt reeves you can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night as well as on spotify and apple podcasts where you can rate and review Don't forget to check out our feature film, Tiny Dancers, which is streaming right now on Prime Video. We're on Twitter at DNMoviePodcast, and you can also email us at DateNightMoviePodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.